most people who are angry, they're angry at change. And they're not angry at this particular thing. They're angry at that things are changing and it's not the way that they want it to be. Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Each week, my guests and I share our vulnerable behind the scenes stories of giving ourselves permission to take off our masks, let go of our expectations and embrace our own path of freedom and authentic connection. I'm your host, Bianca Hughes, a lover of authenticity and a licensed professional counselor in Georgia. Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. So thankful to have you here. I'm your host, Bianca Hughes, and welcome, welcome, welcome. So this is episode 46 of the podcast, and I have a guest on the podcast today. And I really, you know, I mainly have women, but you know, every once in a while, I will sprinkle in the men in here. They just got so much good things to say. So let's just go ahead and just get into the conversation. I'll tell you a bit about my guest today. So my guest today is Javon Brown. He currently works as a quality engineer and he has a background in software development. He writes automation scripts, which test web UI and backend components. He also owns a small software development company where he tries to create affordable solutions for small businesses. And last but not least, he's also a real estate broker. He's passionate about networking and helping people solve problems, business, and sometimes personal. His dream travel destination is anywhere with a beach and he likes to run. So let's go ahead and get into the conversation. So thanks, Javon, and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. I know that this may be difficult, but I think you have a wonderful story to share and kind of share it with the world because there's always someone that needs to hear your story and it will make an impact. So um, first question I always like to ask everyone How do you define authenticity? How do I define authenticity? I don't think it has anything to do with being one of a kind. I think it has everything to do with just being genuine, whether it's a product, whether it's a person. If it's genuine, it comes from the heart and it's, that's it. If it comes from the heart, it's authentic. Okay. So is that easy for you to be authentic, to be genuine? Yeah. I mean, I try to be. I don't even want to say I try to be. I think it's more of it's just the way I was raised. And I try to remove myself from situations where I feel like, well, I haven't been in situations where I feel like I had to be non-authentic in a long time. I can't even remember the last time. So yeah, I'm really in situations where (laughs) I feel like I can't be myself in that situation. So yeah. I love that. So some people that come on, they learn to be authentic and there are people that were raised that way. Can you tell me what does it mean or what does it look like for you to be raised authentic? I guess being around people who accept you for who you are, you know, and I don't know, in a space, if you're raised in a space where everyone expects you to be you, then you don't know any other way. So (laughs) this is probably why you're like, I don't know, but do you realize everybody is not raised that way? I I mean, so I guess I'm not going to say yes, because I feel like everyone is raised. 
everyone is raised and they become who they are based on how they're raised, right? So they are who they are based on how they are raised. So I can't say that they're not raised like that, but that's just what I got out of how I was raised, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, Most people I find that they're raised, a lot of people are raised to, and of course I'm a therapist, so I get all these extra insights. (laughs) But a race to meet the expectations of their parents or of society or of the friend or of their sibling. So to be in an environment where you're just expected to be you, like that is, that really allows you to flourish. So it's not even, I don't even think it was like intentional, right? Mm. So I was raised in, you know, a single parent household, but I was raised by my grandparents. And my grandparents were really like hands off. So you kind of get left alone a lot. And then in that time, you just, you kind of like figure out who you are. You know, you kind of like, I don't know. I don't know a better way to say it. Like when you don't have people telling you exactly what to do or when to do it or who you should be doing it like, you just kind of do it your own way. I like that. So what is it like then for you? Well, you said you haven't been in that situation a long time, but what is it like to be around someone or in a situation where it's not authentic or you don't feel like you can be authentic? Where I don't feel like I can be authentic? Yeah. Usually it's around people who, are, who you know aren't authentically interested in you or the things that you have to talk about and they're just there for a reason usually a lot of times that stuff happens at work you know you have you have people who have agendas and they're just trying to either buddy up with you or you know they're only you know they're only asking you or talking to you because they they need something from you and that's that's usually it but in my personal life i don't have people who are like that and and if they are like that they're in my life for a reason and i know that reason I take people for, for what it is. Mm, That reminds me of your quote. You did some research, huh? (laughs) (laughs) One of the quotes you have is remember to always love people and use things, not the other way around. No, I mean, that, that's something that I don't think is, I think it's just common sense. Like you get a lot further in life when you value the right things, you put your value in the right things because I mean, like you can only get so far using people, you know what I mean? But if you, and, and so I get this, I got this a lot kind of growing up where I'll be friends with people who other people will see they don't have my best interest at heart, but I'm cool with them because I know what their interest is and I'm okay with that. And I'm saying, okay, I take people for who they are. So I'll give them exactly what they need, you know what I mean? And not necessarily giving them what they need, but what they need for me isn't enough for me to say, okay, it's, it, this is not a friendship. This is not something that I want to be a part of. You know, it, it never gets to that point because I know my points. I know what my limits are. And if I know somebody is around me because, oh, they think I can benefit them in some way, but I can tell that they are genuinely, you know, interested in what I'm doing, then I look at it in that way and I just, I act accordingly. But people like that usually only get that. Now that person that I helped, that person that was around me, 
I've helped them in some way. So for a lifetime, they're going to be a friend to me. You know what I mean? For a lifetime, they're going to look out for me or always look to include me in something that they have going on. A lot of people don't think that way. A lot of people think, you know, people are expendable. People aren't expendable. Like, I don't think that way. I think everybody has value and everybody not necessarily can help you or help you, but, but you can get something out of a relationship with anybody and everybody. So I value that, that part of the relationship and I value just being able to help people because it, it, it turns around and it always helps me out tenfold later on and, it, and in, in the weirdest ways. So, <laughs> so you, it sounds like, that's so beautiful. It sounds like, sounds very godlike in the sense that the character of Grace and yes, I know what this is about, but I still love them for this or I can still see this in them and I can still see the good and I still value them in that way right exactly like like i know that i know why they're doing the things that they do and it has nothing to do with me you know what i mean yeah but yeah but i know that at the end of the day what they're doing isn't like malicious it's just the way that they are Mm. you don't take it personal no i don't take a lot of stuff there's only there's only a few things i take personal and and yeah (laughs) (laughs) Those things are deep. Those are deep. (laughs) (laughs) I won't go there. (laughs) But that's a great skill to have, um, to not be able to take those things personal. Like, you're better than me, because I'll be like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm quicker to cut people off. I'm I'm that person. I'm like, yeah. I'm not saying I'm I'm always like that, but nine times out of 10, I give people the benefit of the doubt. And if things don't work out, my gain is always more than what I lose. So I never look at it as a negative. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the reasons I really reached out and I wanted you on the show is you had this quote on your Instagram and I'll side note, like me and Ivan have known each other for a while. So this is why I have this on his, but I do, I do secretly like stalk people's Instagram. Like if they have a good quote, like I'm following them and watching them. Because like, that's how I find my guests on Instagram. Anyway, so you had this quote, I don't run to add days to my life. I run to add life to my days. And that quote struck me. I'm like, wow. And then I went down and I read, I always like to read, you know, this kind of the story. And you talked about how you didn't know how much you loved running until after your near-death experience. So I kind of curious about what was your thoughts and life like before the life death experience and then right after and then now how you've kind of progressed. It wasn't, I see, I don't want to make it seem like it was this huge change in the way that I think. It was almost like a double down kind of situation. Like you know how you know something, but then you read it somewhere and you're like, all right, now I really know it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really sure about that way of thinking. So that's what it was more about. Like, fill my life with more stuff that kind of bring me happiness. And not saying eliminate all of the negative stuff, because you got to deal with the negative stuff. And eliminate all the stress, you got to deal with the stress. It's just fill it with stress that helps you grow and not so much stress that's, like, taking away. So. The accident was 
Like if the accident was a motorcycle accident and I kind of got away from it with a few, a few scratches and, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say a few scratches, it was a lot of scratches, but, <laughs> but I didn't break anything. And, you know, like it, it was, it wasn't, a, it was a traumatic experience. Right. But like almost immediately I started thinking about the fact that, you know, something like that could have had me like never walking again. And then you realize all the stuff that you really love to do and having run through college and high school. And um, it was like, all right, this is something that I kind of put off. And I'm like, you just, you just, it's all right. I know I'm, I'm kind of going in a whole bunch of different directions. I mean, <laughs> no, no, let it flow. Let it flow. But it's, that's just one thing, you know what I'm saying? That's just one thing that you realize in life that you kind of neglect because you can do it anytime you can get up and you can walk, you can get up and you can, you know, you can use your hands to pick stuff up. You know, like when you see people who've like gone through similar things and they come out with a whole lot less. There's one guy who I met at the job that I'm working at now. He's actually a um, poster child for Emory, not Emory, sorry, for Grady. He has a, a commercial on how he was in a motorcycle accident and he lost the use of one of his hands. And his accident was far less traumatic than mine's. Like he was rear-ended while sitting at a stoplight, but a car going maybe like 30 miles an hour, you know, didn't stop and hit him on his motorcycle. And like the bike kind of rolled, like rolled on him. I'm going 70 miles an hour on a highway and getting rear-ended. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm and and I got up and walked away from that accident. So it's like, it's like, you got to count your blessings and then you got to take it like, all right, you start thinking about life differently. You start thinking about life. Like, had that been my last second, not necessarily what have I done, but do I have any regrets? Stuff that I didn't do. You know what I mean? It's because you can only do what you can do, you know, but you can't do what you never tried to do. That probably didn't make any sense. (laughs) No, it makes <laughs> it no it makes perfect sense. Like you kind of said, you doubled down and you you know enjoyed life, and and I've known you to enjoy life. But now it's like oh, and you know you talked about valuing things and and even just valuing yourself and be like oh, I really got to value my life. Like this really came alive for me. How precious life is, and I guess you know how quickly it can. It can go. Yeah. And but the quality of it mm, can just be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you, you just you, you kind of have to. I'm going to put it this way. Sitting back and not taking risks and, you know, to experience new things or to do things that you put off. Hasn't resulted or will never result in you losing anything but it'll always result in you gaining something or learning something. And even if you have to start all over because you've lost everything, you're not really starting all over. You're starting from where you were, but now you have all the, all the knowledge of the things that you've gone through before. You know, mm-hmm. like, I want to say I grew up poor. I grew up not as rich as most people, right? Um, whole family living in the same house situation, you know? But 
everybody who I was around Mm -hmm. for some reason. Like I grew up around a bunch of people who had really, really entrepreneurial spirits, like my uncles always doing something, you know? And so they teach you that not that, not that there's never enough, like you know, you can never have enough, but like you should never just accept it, you know, life as it is always try to make things better because it can always be better. But, um, but I've seen them risk it all fail and then risk it all again. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like nothing happened to them. They're still alive. No, they're not dead. They're not like living on the street. They're not, you know what I mean? So it just, it, it removes all of your excuses. And then when you go through something like that, it's like, why am I not taking more risk in that way? And I'm trying to, yeah. It kind of removes, it sounds like that near-death experience removed a lot of perhaps limitations that you weren't aware of or boxes. Because I wouldn't say your whole life is in a box, but sometimes we have limitations and boxes. No, my whole life before that was trying to, trying to, trying to, how can I say this? <laughs> my whole life before that was like, I was trying to feel like a pattern, like, you know, have a good job, you know, do whatever I got to do to kind of be the family person. You know what I mean? But that's a whole nother story for another podcast. Family thing wasn't working out before that. And then when that happened, it was like, you, you, you kind of just, you see everything in a clearer light and you see all the signs, all the things that people have told you that you would have probably told somebody else if they were in your situation. You're like, <laughs> you're like, all right, it's time for me to take my own advice and, you know, do what you have to do to, to kind of make yourself happy and not just be a miserable person just going through life, doing the same things every day. So I don't know. I don't know where this story's going. I just <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything you say. Everything you say has purpose, trust me, because people come back and say, oh my God, that story really helped. So thank you for sharing that. So where would you say you are now in the sense that, you know, you're loving life, you're adding things that you love more into your life? Like how long ago was the accident? It was four years ago. And like I call it, I used to have like little anniversary kind of, celebrations like it was like almost like a rebirth but I um I don't know things that kind of happened but like, okay I'm, I'm just gonna say it like this since before the accident life was kind of like a steady plateau of like stuff you know no real no real like I mean I'm talking about like adult life as a child you know you grow up a certain way and things are never really stable but once you have control over things and things kind of become more stable where things became more stable for me, but then um, it was a different type of life. I'm not going to say that it was a bad, it was a bad thing because nothing about it was, was horrible. But since the accident, things have been like a roller coaster, but a roller coaster of like experiences. You know, um, I've experienced everything that, how can I put it? I've lived a lot more since and I've thought, a lot less about the consequences, even though they were all, you know, everything that, I, that I've done has been calculated. But I guess what I, what I mean is 
I, 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 I've done more because I've thought of things as what's the worst case scenario and am I willing to accept that worst case scenario? And if the answer is yes, I do. it. I always have to tell people that other side because sometimes, you know, we could be wrapped up in the fear of this happening and that happening. And then I always go, well, what's the worst thing can happen? And then when you kind of say that, you're like, well, it's really not that bad and I'll, I'll be okay um, if it does happen. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. I think for a lot of people, it might be harder, but because I grew up the way I grew up, my worst case scenario is like some, some people's nightmares. You know what I mean? Like, like I'd be okay if I had to live in the worst part of town in some like, you know, somebody's basement apartment and just, you know what I mean? As long as I'm healthy and I can eat and like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like my worst case scenario is I'm alive and I'm healthy. Everything else is a bonus, you know? <laughs> so, so I'm going to do more things than most. And I don't really care about what other people think about the moves that I make because I know what the end result is and I know what I'm trying to go for. And if people don't understand that or people don't have my same vision, then not not saying that I'm not saying that my ideas are like not not saying that I'm not listening to criticism or you know or people's advice, but it's like usually I've like I, I the only thing I can say that is I've gotten this far in life making the decisions that I've made, and there hasn't been an adverse you know <laughs> effect to it yet. Something that like has a, has really affected everyone around me. Mm. So tell me this. But yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like now you live in life without regrets? Oh yeah. Yeah. I make it a point to. Okay. So it I make it a point to. If you die tomorrow you'd be okay. Yeah. The only thing I worry about is my kids. My kids. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But I, but if I die tomorrow, they'd be okay too. How does that feel knowing that? Like, yes, they'll be sad, but they'll be okay and you'll be okay. You know, that's another thing. I'm glad you said that. That's another thing that going through that experience kind of opened my eyes to is that I don't really know another way to say it is that, and I don't want to say I'm not afraid to die, but mm. there's no fear in it. Like I'm, I'll avoid it at all costs, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's not the path I want to take, but <laughs> like most people, when they start to get older, they start to worry. Like, and that's one of the things they start to think about a lot. They start to think about death and they start to think about what's going to happen next. But for me, I'm like, I don't think about death that way. I think about death more of this is this is something that happens to everybody and there's no avoiding it so why you know why spend time worrying about it it's just something that you're eventually going to have to do like learn how to drive you know <laughs> you know like you can't avoid it so why 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 spend any minute or mo why spend a moment of your life worrying about what's going to happen or you're worrying about that part when it's something that's happened to every person that's ever lived ever. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, well, yeah, death is going to happen to all of us. 
We still don't want it to happen. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, no. So let me ask you this. Um, well, actually, let me say this. One of your other things I see, one of your other quotes is um, never stop learning. Do you feel like that? You live that? It sounds like you live that to me. Yeah. As soon as you stop learning, you start dying. You know, like if you're not trying to learn new things, you're, you're not, I think it keeps your brain healthy. And then it turns in turn, it like, it keeps you, it keeps you just healthy period. Like if you're always trying to do something, if you're always pushing for something, it gives your body purpose. And I think people need purpose or else they, they sit around and just wither away. I don't know. So what does that mean for you? What does that look like for you to never stop learning? It looks like a lot of different things. It looks like, it looks like, you know, with my kids, it looks like teaching them stuff. And then through teaching them things, you're learning a lot of things about them. Right. It looks like always looking into, you know, it's, it's, it's about always trying to not necessarily be current, um, but not, but not, I'm trying to think of the right word, but not like pushing away or, or not trying to accept things that are current. Like things change, the world changes. You can't avoid change. You, you just accept it and you kind of live with it. Um, everything from just technology to music to to everything, just the way people live, like lifestyles, all that stuff. You know, the way I, the way I thought, the way I think now is 150% different than the way I thought when I was a teenager. You know what I mean? Because times change. And, and with, times, with times, you have to change or else you become, you know, a dinosaur. <laughs> you, know, you, become, you just become old and angry. And, you know, you become angry at everything and angry at it. Most people who are angry, they're angry at change. And they're not angry at this particular thing. They're angry at that things are changing and it's not the way that they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> There's a reason why they don't do it that way now. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So like when we complain, or well, shall I say when we complain, when older people complain, that's not how we used to do it. <laughs> that's it if you really break it down that's what it is i mean i like i never I, I, that's not it's not something that i've read somewhere it's just what i see you know people think about it people who are racist they're racist because of the fact that they have to change the way that they think to accept other people people who are like homophobic they have to change the way they think in order to accept the different lifestyle i mean it's not about that because people are feel the same way about if the, you know, new Coke, when new Coke came out, <laughs> you're changing my Coke, you know, like that, like people are passionate about things they're passionate about. And it's usually around change. Well, I'm going to remember that the next time I complain, I'm going to remember, I'm going to ask myself, am I complaining to complain or am I complaining about the change? So I think that's, I think that's very, very valid. Um, a very valid point. I really like that point. Most people are complaining about the change. Hmm. 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 I love that. I love that. 
So question, you know, when you were after the accident and, and things like that, did you have any support or anything that anyone or anything that you did that helped you through that process? I don't know. I, I mean, it was just, it was just everybody, you know what I mean? Like, again, it kind of goes back to the, the friends thing, right? When you go through life and you may, and you meet people and you're genuine, people tend to be genuine back to you. Through that time. Yeah. Cause physical, I'm sure you had a physical therapist, but just the emotional mental part of it. Cause it was traumatic. So it wasn't like one specific person. I mean, there were people who kind of helped me with the day to day. Um, but as far as like, you know, feeling like the world's kind of like shutting down, like that never happened, you know, it was like, it was always, always, you know, everyone that I know is always just, you know, helpful and, you know, not, not, I mean, everybody can't give as much as everybody else, but people do it in their own way. Yeah. 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 I love that. Support is such a big thing. Mm -hmm. Right. People support in their own way. Everybody can give things, but everybody, you know, people who are a hundred miles away can just send a text message. Hope everything is okay. And it's worth as much as the person who's there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. So what do you want to leave the audience with? What do you want to share and make them think about? <laughs> I have no idea. Like that's not something that I think about every day. Like, <laughs> What is on your heart? <laughs> I don't have all these quotes. Those are things that. He says that and he's got all these quotes, but I won't say. During that specific time when I, when I, when I post the quote and I don't have a lot of quotes. I have like maybe three quotes and you just brought all three of them up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? It's just those things are things that I want to say are like, if you know those quotes, then you'll kind of know the type of person that I am. You know what I mean? Like if, 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 if you know what those quotes mean, if you can relate to them, then you can kind of relate to the type of person that I am. If you can see them for more than just like the surface level thing that they are. Um, and it kind of goes back to that quote about the running. It was something that, it was something that I heard a while ago. You know, you hear something and you just kind of like, oh, you just know it and you don't really think too much about it. And then like, okay, I, got, I get this picture and it's like, oh, this is like the perfect opportunity for me to put this quote out that I've been thinking about all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like as a runner, somebody who's like run a lot in their life and then kind of still finds like enjoyment in it and like teaching it and like running, you know, it's, it's like you, to me, it means find more with life than to just it's not something it's more of a feeling what's the feeling of that you should be like looking for you should be looking for things that fill you you should be looking for things that that make you want to want to run you know and 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 not things that will just mm. prolong it so to speak because you can live 100 years but if you don't 
You know what I mean? Like you could, you could live for a hundred years and never really live, you know, die with a million regrets. And it, it kind of reminds me of like fulfilling your, your life with those things that just fill you up naturally and, um, bring you natural joy, mm-hmm. um, versus doing what everyone else told you to do or what you think you should do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And running was that for you or is that for you? Running is that for, is that for me, but running is just kind of like the thing that I do to, it's like a meditation for me. You know, I know that if I can run, if I can get up and run, then that means that I can do X, Y, Z. You know, there's nothing stopping me from doing X, Y, Z because there's so many people who have the opportunity to do it and they just choose not to. I'm choosing to go out and run and, and that is going to make my life better. I love that. I love it. So yeah, I don't know what to leave people with, but uh, you left them with enough. (laughs) (laughs) So how can people connect with you and where can they shower you with love? A few places on Instagram, uh, Jovan K Brown, same thing on uh, Facebook and uh, jovanbrown.com. That's my website. Yeah, I do a few things okay. that I'm passionate about. <laughs> okay. And that will all go in the show note. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. And thank you so much. Same thanks. This is what this isn't what I thought it was gonna be like. <laughs> I just wanna say that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> thank you. Wasn't that such a great conversation? Just so much insight. And it was just such a pleasure talking to Javon. He's such a gem, just so authentic and just really just so genuine. I just love that he just flowed in the conversation. He may not have had all the answers there and then, but we got to it. And I love that we was able to have that in the conversation because that's what authenticity is about. Trying to figure it all out and just being who you are and not necessarily having it all together. So thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate you listening. Please do not forget to share the podcast with your family and friends. Please rate, subscribe and review on iTunes. It is much appreciated. So more and more people get to hear this message. So thank you so much. If you connected with what you just heard, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can stay connected by following our Instagram, Authentic Wednesday Podcast, and visiting our website, AuthenticWednesday.com. Remember, authenticity is a journey, not a destination.